gonna we're gonna do something that um, we wrestled with for uh, for a while, and uh, and we decided you know what we're just gonna we're just gonna try it. Felt led of the Lord, and it's a mixed thing. Makes uh, uh, this week and the next three weeks just a just a hair different, but um, but you'll be all right, and uh, and pretty soon November will be here, and then you then you will have forgotten all about this. So right? No, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> So uh, what we want to do is for the rest of October, first week of November, we want to do what, what we're calling just our Discover Track series. We're pushing pause on our Discover Track class, and then I'm just gonna I'm gonna share my heart with you. And this will this is what what's gonna happen is you'll have an opportunity if you so choose to let this count as your Discover Track class, uh, if you want. You don't have to, no, no pressure. Um, it's also standalone, so you may be a guest with us today, and you're like, what is that? And, and I guarantee you, what I talk about today, you can take with you and apply it in your life. Uh, today, we're going to talk, is there something going on? No, just keep going, okay, all right. Uh, so it, I, you'll be able to take, today, I'm, I'm going to talk about part of our vision, Encounter, Grow, Release, and uh, I, that is directly related to this church. But man, if you apply Encounter, Grow, Release, and you'll find out in a minute into your everyday life out there, like it works and, and it's powerful and it'll change your life and it'll change the people around you. Um, so uh, so I, I, why, why do a Discover Track series? I, I'd say, first of all, is I wanted to just give you an opportunity to uh, some of you haven't had the chance to go through it and it hasn't worked out for whatever reason in your schedule or whatever and you're like I wanted to do that just haven't yet Here, here's your opportunity the the other thing is that um, uh, I, I think it's some of the now I'm a little biased because because I wrote part of it but I think it's some of the best content about vision uh, for this church that we have and I thought well let's just take that content put it in a sermon format and let everybody get it man um, it it's super important for you to hear from your pastor about where we're going into the future. And, and so, there's, so there's that. I, I also thought, you know, for anything really to take off in an environment, it needs to have like a critical mass or a tipping point. Did anybody understand that like in leadership terms? Like that a critical mass or a tipping point means that there's a core group of people that really get it, that really buy into it, and then they start sharing it. And it's like you almost, it almost takes on a life of its own, right? Um, Discover Track, I believe, is super important to uh, the life of this church, to what I want to talk about when it comes to revival, when it, when it comes to all of it. And, and the more that people are like, yeah, that's important. It's, it's not just important to Pastor Jonathan. It's important to me. If, if enough people caught it, then there becomes this tipping point, and then we don't have to, we don't have to like try hard to cast vision about it anymore because you're doing it uh, along with me. And, and then, uh, you know, people are going to come, uh, eventually they're going to ask you. They're going to say, they're, they're going to come up to you, and they're going to say, how do I get involved in your church? How do I, how do I find out more? How do, I, how do I get in a connect group? How do I do all this? And you're going to be able to say, oh, that's easy, discover track. You're, you're, you're gonna all of a sudden you'll have the language for it you may say man I, I already got these concepts I, under, I already understand some of this but the more you get it in you it becomes the answer you give to somebody else there are people that haven't uh, come through the doors of this church yet that absolutely need this content and you're gonna be one of those people that says you need this you absolutely need this uh, and then I think I think too um, some people some people might just, this is one, just one question you might have today is, um, is this just about church membership? 
And I want to I tell you this, that there is a small portion, there's about, uh, of our whole Discover track, there's about, there's about a 10%, I would say, I don't know, some of you, uh, th- those that have been facilitating our Discover track class, like the Hefleys and Pastor Greg, like you guys might, might know more, but I, I think there's about 10% of our whole Discover Trek series that's about membership. You'll get a little bit today if you stay. <laughs> You'll get a little bit today right at the end. I'll tell you a little bit about what it means to be a member of this church. Uh, um, and then at the end of four weeks, right at the end of four weeks, you'll have an opportunity. If you say, I want to make this my church home, uh, and I want to make it official by, by signing up to be a member and, and an application. But the, but the majority of this thing uh, is standalone. The majority of Discover Track, it's about you discovering us. It's about you discovering you and about, about the Lord looking at how you were created and you were designed and putting you in the right place, not only in this church, but in life. I mean, wouldn't it be powerful if you understood the way God designed you? I tell people, man, if, if, you, uh, if you understood, um, like, your identity in Christ and, and, and how you were created, if you really got that, you'd be dangerous. Like, you'd be dangerous. I think one of, the, one of the deceptions and lies of the enemy is to keep you from knowing who you really are. Discover Trek's about that. Um, and, and so I'm going to champion it, and, uh, and, and I love it, and you get, for the next few weeks, you get to, you get to hear a little bit about it. Um, what I, before I just take a deep dive into this and... Uh, um, I want to just give you a little bit of details. You, you, you probably received a book on your way in. Um, this, is the, this is step one. And, uh, um, and you can follow along a little bit in your book. I, I'm not going to hit every blank cause I, because I, I'm a little bit more sharing my heart and kind of teaching, but I'm not going to hit every blank. So guess what? If you, don't, if you don't get the blank there, Leslie did a great job of like putting the answers in the back of the book. Any of you like that in school? right? You're like, oh, you were the one that liked the answers in the back, right? If you're like that, you got it here. They're in, they're in your book. You can fill in those blanks and, and, and get a little bit more detail as you read. Um, and so, uh, again, I told you why I want to do a series here on Sunday morning, but why Discover Track in the first place? Uh, there's a couple reasons in my heart. Uh, first of all, um, because I just have this audacious dream this like larger than life, big idea. Do you want to know what it is? I want worldwide revival. <laughs> I'm like, like, I've, have I have I said that to you before in this room? Like, I for some reason I'm just sitting here. I think, wouldn't it be great if it came true, and the glory of the Lord actually covered the earth? <laughs> have you ever read that scripture before? I I wonder. I wrestle with the concept of what's my role and what's God's role. Have you guys ever wrestled with that before? What scriptures do you read in the Bible that, um, that are like, we're just waiting on the Lord. We're just waiting on God. And what scriptures do you read in the Bible that's like, wait a minute, he's waiting on me. <laughs> he's waiting on me. I think that there's a little bit of both. And I want to do a really good job of figuring out, well, well what's he waiting on me for? And I want to do a really good job of knowing, um, what am I waiting on? on him for and if i do if i do his job it doesn't work out really well and if he does my job well he's not going to (laughs) does that make sense so so this is so when i think of like this big audacious dream of of coming into agreement with god's thoughts and god's ideas for the earth i think well what what about us what about this this powerful church on the hill 
I said, I, I kept calling it the, this uh, little church on the hill, and someone said, wait, I know what you mean, but it's a powerful church on the hill. I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start saying that. It's a powerful church on the hill. What about this powerful church on the hill? What, where do we fit in that big, that big uh, idea of, of God uh, like coming and, and his presence covering the earth and salvation is like people getting saved everywhere like left and right like it's like like it's they're just coming coming out of nowhere like you almost don't have to work at it what, like like this people just coming to know Jesus all over like what where do we fit in that where do we fit in in miracles signs and wonders and 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 all of these these things breakthrough and and marriages and family like where do we fit in all of that Am I getting, am I a little excited today? Man, it's a big deal. And I think, I think, well, part of what we can do, I wrote a book, and this is, this is that shameless plug, you know, uh, it's, the title of it was Sustaining Presence. The subtitle, which almost made it to be the actual title, but the subtitle was Creating a Landing Pad for the Supernatural. This is my thought. What, what can we do to create an environment that his presence comes and stays. It, that, that it becomes part of what we do. You know, when, when they, they build airports and they build runways, that the cement for those runways are a specific depth and they have specific like, like lines in them and they're, they're graded a certain way for water runoff and they're created in a way that, that if you have the weather like we have today, that planes could still land because, because they put time, thought, and effort into the runway. In other words, the landing pad for that plane. There was, a, there was a story a few years back, you guys probably heard about it, the miracle on the Hudson. Did you guys ever read about that and the plane, the water landing and Captain Soli and then they eventually made a, made a movie about it and, and did you know, uh, as, as much of a miracle as that was as, as, and it made, made millions with this movie and all that, as, as much as that was awesome, the Hudson River was never designed for, for water landings. Right? And, and that's, how we, that's how we are sometimes when it comes to the presence of God and the supernatural is, is we, the miracles and the supernatural are what we bump into every once in a while when we absolutely need it. How many know when that plane like lost control, they needed a miracle? Any of you in your life, like you, something's out of control and you need a miracle? You're like, I don't, I, I don't care, I, I don't, it could look like this, or smell like that, or taste like this, whatever it is, but I need that. What about also, in addition to like, when we really need it, what if we were, our own, our, ourselves as individuals, our, our, our church, what if it was just like normal? What if it wasn't just a miracle on the Hudson, but what if we created a place where that plane was supposed to land? That's, kind of the idea i hope that makes sense to you part of discover track is is that we're we're putting things in place if if god were to say i choose spirit of life church to be part of this thing and all of a sudden a thousand people show up at our church next week we'd be like oh like there's things that have to be in place not just like the enough toilet paper in the bathrooms right right not, not not just more windex but but we but we also how are we going to disciple those people how are they going to get get saved how do they get integrated into into a church that says it's about experience but it's just not all about experience it's also about discipleship and growing and you're going to hear about 
some of that over the next few moments. So I think, man, part of why I want to do this, man, you know every church has some version of a Discover track? Every church has some version of, of what I'm going to share with you, the Encounter, Grow, Release. They just call it something different. But the what we mean here is a little bit different than what they mean sometimes. And I want to share a little bit about this place that you're sitting in today. Um, and you, some of you have, have got this before. Some of it's brand new. I think this is great for all of us to just be refreshed as to where we're going and why we're doing it. Um, so saying all of that, some of you probably received this on your, on your way in, and uh, you can turn in your book and follow with me a little bit. Um, we're going to start off on, on page three. And, and so on page three, you're going to see four steps. And you're in step one. This is what I'm asking. Would you give me three more Sundays? If you, if you come to, to our uh, Discover Track class, which is usually on the first Sunday of every month, we're doing it just, just a little bit out of order right now. It's usually on the first Sunday. This happens to be the second Sunday. If, you, if you're somewhere down the line or your friend or your family member wanted to do Discover Track, it's, it's always on the first Sunday. And, and, then, and then the second Sunday is always, it's always discover your design. And, and the third Sunday is always discover your leadership. And, and the fourth Sunday is, is always discover your team. And we do it like that. I'm asking, would you give me three more Sundays? Wh- whatever it is, if you can, if you could just, if you could just say, I'm going to wake up today and come. And whatever you have to do, could you say, Pastor Jonathan, I'll give you three more. Because I think if you give me four Sundays, including today, you're going you're gonna to be on a journey, I think. Not only with this church, but, but a journey between you and the Lord that transcends this church. Step one, step two, step three, and step four. I told you a little bit about my big audacious dream of worldwide revival, but then you, you just kind of, you take that big picture and then now Spirit of Life Church. When you go to page five, you're going to see that we've got a mission and a vision. The big mission here is to develop fully transformed followers of Jesus Christ. Doesn't that sound like a good idea to you? What I, what I would like to do, and, and different churches have a statement like that. So at some level, they're, they're thinking, uh, you know, we, we want to do this, and we, wanna, we want people to love Jesus and go to heaven and all of this. We, we intentionally put the word transformed there. We want to develop fully transformed followers of Jesus. Why? This is what I believe. I believe that things are truly transformed in the presence of God. That at some level, it's connected to presence. At some level, I mean, even in the Old Testament, the priests closed, they go into the Holy of Holies, the clothes became holy. Like, inanimate objects, all of a sudden, were sanctified and holy. How does that happen? For some reason, in God's wisdom, things like, like change and are transformed in His presence. What happens when, like, a human being comes in contact? Man, man uh, you hear stories all throughout the Bible and even in modern history, people come in contact with Jesus, they get uh, uh, saved and, and healed and delivered. I mean, I'm, I'm talking, you guys have heard me say, man, the, one of the most supernatural acts ever is when God takes the, uh, a human soul and heart and, and they were, the Bible says they were dead in their transgressions and now they're alive in Christ. Like, you, you can't just, like, uh, have an intellectual transaction and get saved. It's not just about saying a bunch of words. Like, you know what salvation is? Is when somehow the presence of God draws you to him and there's this, there's this transformation where you were dead in your transgressions and now you're alive in Christ supernaturally. 
And it, and it takes an act of your part of, of coming into agreement with that and, and praying the prayer. There is words, but it's more than just words. It's more than just lip service. And do you know who knows if it's just lip service? He does. In fact, Matthew 7, he just says, many of you will come to me on that day and say, say Lord, Lord, or, or Master, Master, like you're in charge. And he's like, I hear you talking. but we never knew each other. Like, we never really knew each other. That's what, that's what this thing is about, to develop fully transformed followers of Jesus. And, 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 then, and then we do it, kind of the how is our vision, that you get to see every day you walk into this church on the wall right in front, you walk in, maybe you miss it, it says encounter, grow, release. And, and, and that's what I, at some level, all of us get to be a part of that. To help people encounter the presence of God, grow in their walk with God, and release their gifts from God to the world around them. Ephesians chapter 1 is kind of a, it's a prayer that Paul prays. There's not a lot of prayers in the Bible, but there are a few. This is one of them. And Paul prays this prayer, and it really kind of agrees with this whole encounter, grow, release. Watch this. Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? So that you may know him better. Like that's, that's encounter. It, it, more, more than just like, a, like an experience, more, more than just bumping into the supernatural, more than a healing, more than just, it includes all that. But what's the purpose of encounter? So that, you would know him better so that you would grow in your relationship with him he goes on he says i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened that, that your heart eyes would wake up that that, that that you would find freedom that you would discover purpose that i i just i imagine that when he's talking there about the eyes of your heart being enlightened that that all of a sudden somebody is a different person that they're changed, that, that they've encountered him and they're growing at some level in their walk with him, that, that they're finding freedom and discovering purpose in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. That's you, that's me. That, that we're, we're part of this thing together that that god wants you to be free for you but he also wants you to be free for for me that 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 freed people help to free people and healed people help to heal people that that it's about you but man you guys hear me say this all the time it's just not all about you it absolutely is about you he he wants you to have purpose and design and and he wants you to realize that you're powerful and that you've you've got a lot inside you and that there's like there's so much that that you have to offer this world and so much that he's given you it's just not all about you it's also about once you have found freedom and discovered purpose there's somebody in your sphere of influence that needs that it's about us it's about all of us you'll find out in a few minutes we we call that our dream team that there's this local body of believers that have decided it's not just about the sage on the stage. It's not just about the pastor up front. It's about all of us being in this together. So I think our vision reflects that verse. When you move on in your book, I think it's on page six and seven for you guys. We break this thing down, encounter, grow, release. Encounter, 
probably my favorite part. I mean, I mean, you know, like when you go to work out, uh, you know, and I could tell some of you do, do. When you when you're when you're on the treadmill or you're or you're lifting weights and all of that, that's not the most fun part, but it's absolutely needed. You're like, man, I want to look like that someday. And I'm like, well, there takes some work to get there. But the encounter part, like that, that's like, oh, that's easy. I don't have to do anything for that. I just have to be here, right? I, I like the encounter part. I like that part. It, you know, my story, and, and you know, uh, the longer that, that uh, a lead pastor is at a particular congregation, over time it starts to look more and more like, like that pastor and like his, his uh, uh, personality sometimes and, and, and vision and all of this stuff. And we're about, oh, I think in March we come up on four years here. And, and I'll tell you what, you know what? A little bit about me is I have been on almost a, a lifelong journey ever since I was 16, 16 years old to just go after his presence. Like I just want... I just want more. I just want to. I want to encounter him. I want to feel him. I want to see him do stuff. I want it more than just an intellectual transaction. I want, like, I want the stories that I read in the Bible to come alive and and to do something. Like, I want to see that that stuff happen. Or, or, uh, you know, when I was twelve years old, I the, the enemy tried to um, steal all that from me. I was at a camp, uh, kind of a, like a youth camp, some some somewhere, and. Uh, I don't know. They were probably just fine, but my little 12-year-old mind um, was offended by some of the stuff they were doing with prophecy and Holy Spirit and all of this stuff. I was just like, I don't think I want anything to do with that. I'm all right with the Father. I'm all right with the Son and Holy Spirit. The jury's still out. I was about 12 years old. And, and I, uh, I think... It, it was the Lord just knew that there was destiny on my life and the enemy knew there was destiny on my life. It was about four years later. I was 16 years old in my grandparents' living room. Some of you have heard the story. My uncle, right at the end of our family reunion, he, he, we were holding hands and he turned and put his hand on my chest and he said, more Lord. And for the first time that I could remember, I experienced the power and presence of God and I was uh, we call it slain in the spirit in Pentecostal charismatic churches where where you, you the power of God comes and you can't stand up anymore except for me it was in an overstuffed lazy boy recliner I recommend that I recommend that if you're going to go down do it that way and uh, and and that set me on a journey to want more of him to want his presence and um, there's uh, there's a lot of history about this church that that, that I wasn't a part of there, um, and, and you can read some of that there and you can talk to me about it more and, and, and there's, there's more that, that it's really important history there's even part of history about me coming to this church and, and how I ended up here that I, I'd love to share, you, share about more in, in another time I'd love for you to talk to me about that and you'll re- you could read some of that here too but what I really wanted to do today is, is, is share a little bit about this and, and, and so encounter that, that's kind of the why for me why it's so important that we have moments and places of encounter then then grow i told you man it can't just be about experience right it, it's got to be about that it's got to include that but there's another whole part of this i, I love the the quote that says that that experience without doctrine is shallow and doctrine without experience is rigid so you have some people that 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 just say i don't we don't want that experiential stuff and they're all about law and all about word and all about just just doctrine and it becomes stale it becomes rigid there's no life to it 
and you have other people that, that for, forget all of the, 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 the Bible and forget the, the, the law and forget all of that stuff, we're just going to have experience and we're going to be the, the, the weird people that spin all over the place and don't even know why we're doing it. Because we just, yeah, just want to have another experience. I tell you, you get both of those together, you get, maybe not the spinning, but you get, just joking. You get both of those together, man, that's powerful. Because then there's the foundation of his word and then there's the passion for encounter and experience. In, our, in, in the grow part of our vision, it's, it's the, that's the place where change happens. That's the place where freedom happens, where, where you discover your design, where you discover purpose. This is, this is so important that it transfers from just the encounter that you might find in here to, to then, like, what happens like six months from now? Are you the same person or was it just an experience? Or, or, there's people that have encountered God that are going to probably go to hell. And isn't that a sobering thought? So I can't just be so committed to someone having an experience that, that, we, that we miss the fact that, well, wait a minute, they, they don't really know him. That's where grow comes in. That's encounter grow. We've got opportunities I want to share about in a minute. And then, and then release. Gosh, that's kind of the goal, isn't it? It's about you, just not all about you. The release part, that's, that's where you get to make a difference. Not, not just me. That means you get to find out your design and your purpose and, and how God created you. And you get to make a difference, at least in one other person. You could do it in one other person. And so we, we look at how we walk that out in this church, and you see that on page 8. And uh, this is Encounter God. Um, the main place for that is in here on Sunday mornings. The main place. There's places all, all, all throughout the week. We've got, I, I guarantee you, there's some of our connect groups that are encountering God, and, and, and we try to make a, an environment for our kids and, and our children's wings to encounter God, and our youth are encountering God. But when we talk about the, the most people at the same time, like this is probably, this is our main way. Or, or at least, c- can I say, the, um, where, where we touch the most people at the same time is our Sunday morning experience. That's why Pastor Greg and Kevin and I were in the, we're in the, uh, the conference room today, and we were just saying, Lord, not on Sundays, this weather, not on Sundays. <laughs> could you do it on, like, Tuesday? Could you do it on Friday or Saturday? But why Sunday? Could you? And we were just contending that God would just shift weather patterns because this morning is, at least, man, in my world at least, maybe hopefully in yours, this is a pretty important morning. Because, because there's an opportunity for people to encounter the presence of the Lord. There's, there's, a, there's kind of there four things that you could expect as you come into this room every Sunday. One, it's a celebration. The church should be enjoyable. Man, I, I hope that you're not bored when you come in here. And, and I, hope, I hope so. I try to tell at least a couple of jokes. And, and, uh, and, and I, and I want to make, the, but more than just like, like laugh, ha, ha, we want you to, we want there to be a place of praise and celebration that you're coming together and and you you find God enjoyable isn't that I mean it, hopefully I don't know what kind of church you grew up in but hopefully it wasn't one of those places where you're like man God's boring I bet there's at least one of you in here that grew up in that type of church I don't want you to find that here I want you to realize that God's in a good mood he's exciting he's fun to be around he likes you he really likes you it's a place for inspiration 
that church should be a place for people to experience God's presence, not only in worship, but I believe that if we're doing it right, that as we're preaching and as we're sharing, as Pastor Bo gets up and, and releases a word, or as I get up and I, and I preach or we have a guest speaker, that it becomes more than just words, but at some level, the Holy Spirit takes those words and it becomes inspiration, that it hits your heart. And th- there may be something that's said that we didn't even know we were really saying, and, and you walk out of here, man, Man, that changed my life, and it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with Holy Spirit taking something and dropping it into your spirit and your heart. Inspiration. We, we believe that this morning, Sundays, that, that it, it's also about preparation. It should, man, we're not doing our job right if it only works in here. If what we talk about and what we experience only works in the four walls of this church and in here on Sunday mornings, then, then we're not doing our job right. What we want to do, what the goal is, is that you're now equipped with something that we taught, with, with something that you experienced, with somehow in here that you get to go out and on Monday it still works. And then, and then salvation. And this is, man, we, we do, we're starting to do like, like at least two or three times a year what we call Invite Your One. Um, but what I, what I want is that ever so often throughout the year that you would say, I'm going to bring my friend or family member because I know that if they come to this church, they're going to get two things. They're going to experience his presence and they'll have an opportunity to give their heart to the Lord. That, that's a big deal. So in other words, you do what I can't do and I'll do what you can't do. I can't know all of your friends and family members and invite them here. You can't. But you can't necessarily do what I can do to, to package all of this in such a way that they, might, that they might want it. So some of you just need to say, man, I, I'm, not, I'm not the most outgoing going person. I, I don't have all of that. I, I don't, maybe I, you don't know all the, the, the right memory verses or you don't know the whole thing. And you, you know that it works. You just don't know how it works. And you're just like, but what I, I can invite them. I can invite them and let Pastor Jonathan do all the work. Now, now let me tell you this. At some level, as you grow, in our second part of our vision, as you grow in your walk with God, you are responsible for this. You're responsible to share your faith, and, and it, we're not off the hook. How many know that it's not just about the evangelist doing it, that it's about you? Sharing your, sharing your story. You'll see in your book that, that there's a place where it says how, how we share Christ with others, and there's four steps. I'm going to give you just the first one. It's, it's uh, accept the personal responsibility responsibility you've got a responsibility and i've got a responsibility to to share christ to just share my story this is what jesus did for me and i and i know that he wants to do it for you i just real quick i was just gonna share uh some of you have heard this before one that we were at a we were at a resort um kind of a water park kids resort with uh, becky and i and and the kids and we were there and um we lost aria yeah it was it was scary and uh it was one of those ones where i thought becky had her and becky thought i had her and none of you've done that before and and uh and aria's personality is she's just she's just gonna do what she wants to do you know that's just kind of how, how how god created her well that day there was this kind of long corridor that that was kind of the way out and she's like at the end back at like the front desk with with uh, where you check in and i don't know what she was trying to do but that's where she was and we're i mean what see what was like probably five or six minutes see it ended up it was i don't know it probably felt like two hours 
and Becky's on the verge of tears. Maybe she, I don't know if you did have tears, but she probably. I mean, we were just like, "What's going on?" And and uh, people were kind of helping us. Well, the front desk lady takes her by the hand and and brings her to us. You wanted to know that all of us at some level are the front desk lady, because there's the the father is in a desperate search for his children that are lost. And when, you, when you're part of this church and you say, I'm going to make this church my home, we're all on a search and rescue team. We're looking for the lost. And we all at some level get to be the front desk lady that takes the child back to the father. Our, uh, our second purpose in our, in our Encounter Grow release is grow. Grow in your walk with God. And man, our, our primary way we do that is connect groups. Can I, can I encourage you? To, uh, what we're, in fact, starting in, in 2019, there's going to be, there's, there's be five sessions. There's a short summer session, and then there's four um, semi-regular length sessions. Would you get involved in a connect group? You need people. I'll tell you what. You know, my, uh, man, my personality, if you, if you get to know me, like I'd rather not go to a connect group. Like I'd, I'd rather just kind of stay home with Becky and the kids or like go out with a friend and just kind of, but you know what, this, this, I know two things. I need you. I, I need you. Absolutely need you. I will force myself out of my house into that group because I need you. I need what you bring to the table. I, I need your thoughts. There's been times when I've pulled myself out to a connect group, like one we, we call Instay and, and some other. I remember, I remember some times in, in Jen's Instay class, I remember that where I was kind of at the end of my ropes and the whole group gathered around me and prayed. Man, it, I kind of felt like not being there that day, but I needed them. And, and there's times like that that have happened. You need that group more than you think you need that group. But you want to know another thing is, um, not only do I need you, you need me. There's something that you bring to the table, and some of you don't, don't realize that about yourself, that you actually have something to offer. And by you choosing to not be part of that group, they miss out on you. Can I just say, it may not be in your personality. It may be something that you're just a homebody. Man, you need them, but man, they need you. There's something. And connect groups are our primary place where people find freedom. And, and, and they start to discover purpose, and there's vulnerability, and there's things that happen. You see in your book there, I'm not going to like take a long time, but we find that connect groups are a place to, well, connect. That's number one. Connect with others. And uh, it's funny when, uh, at least I laugh as a pastor anyways. I'll let you in on my head. Uh, when someone says, man, I'm just, I just, it's just hard to get connected. I'm like, are you in a connect group? Because this Sunday mornings, this is a horrible time to get connected. I mean, you come in late, 90% of you. <laughs> Worship's already playing. For whatever reason, you're skipping out on worship. We're not going to discuss that right now. And then you rush out of here. You're like, see you later. And then you're, you're gone. And, 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 and you got to see the back of someone's head and and. That's why I try my best to like make it look nice for you. you this, this isn't, if you, if you find me, I'm faithful on Sundays. I, I am happy that you're faithful on Sundays. But if you want to be connected, and if you want to take that next step where people need you and you need people, would you, would you do a connect group? And Man, you might not do every session, but would you do some of the sessions? N next year, you're going to have five. 
going to have five opportunities. Would you, would you pick, pick a, a couple, two, three of them? And just say, I'm going to get over myself, and I'm going to be part of that. Uh, connect groups become a place that you can protect each other, and, a, and like we've been talking about, a place to grow together. It's about you. It's just not all about you. We grow together. I can grow on my, on my own. Some of you, th- there's great television shows where you can grow in your walk with God. There's, there's great, great podcasts, and, and, and obviously your Bible plans, and hopefully you're doing your devotions. But I'm not just supposed to grow on my own. I'm also supposed to grow with you. There's all kinds of things you can read about of how to get connected in our connect groups and things in your book, but I'm just giving you kind of the heart here. And the last thing, the third purpose that you find on page 16, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. This is the reason, like it all leads to this. It's release. And you get weird when you don't release. I mean, right? When, when, when you've got, uh, when you're just so full, I think it, one, of the, one of the special speakers recently said that, that, that we can kind of soak but then get sour if we don't, if we don't let it out. If, we don't, if, it just, if it's just for in here, some of you, maybe you've been praying for revival, but in your mind, you're, it's just so that we have a good church service. Oh, that's disgusting. Really? Because it, it's supposed to affect that, the city that we're facing. It's supposed to affect the surrounding community in Buffalo County and this region, this state, this nation. It's supposed to be, on, be, be something that goes beyond here. That's where release comes in. And, and there's, there's, there's different ways for, for us. I mean, we, we do some outreaches every once in a while. But you know, the, the, the main reason, or the main reason, the main way is our dream team. Where, where you get to, in, in, in at the end of, of this, uh, at the end of the fourth session, three weeks from now, you have an opportunity to, to not only to say, hey, I want to make this my church. I want to make it official. I'm just going to sign up. I'm going to sign this covenant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm connected to you and you're connected to me. It, it, this is what it is. You're telling me I can count on you and I'm telling you that you can count on me. That's what membership is. And then you'll be able to sign this, this, this uh, dream team application and put down some areas that you want to be involved in and it may be something that you just don't have all the time in the world but you could do something once a quarter or you could do something a couple times a year at some level I'm saying could you be part of our dream team and and be a part of some of these citywide outreaches and some of the things that we say hey as a church we're going there as a church we're, we're instead of it being in this room we're taking it out into our community into the region that's release all right, hey, this is how you get to respond to this. It's, uh, it's 11.20, and we planned it to be just a little bit earlier than normal, and I'm going to give you an opportunity. This isn't a guilt, shame, and condemnation. You will not offend me one bit. This is what I want you to do. There's two ways to respond. Number one, in your bulletin, there's a card. It's, it's your Discover Track card, and if you've never been through Discover Track, this isn't membership. This is just this class, these four classes. If you say, Pastor Jonathan, I'd like for this to count. I'd like for this day to count as Discover Track. You can fill that card out, and in a little bit, we're going to give you an opportunity to hand that in and say, this counts as my week one Discover Track. Here's the second thing I'd like you to do. I'd like you to give me 10 more minutes. <laughs> I'd like you to give me, and this is the part where I'm going to share a little bit of our structure, the nuts and bolts of our church. Now, some of you say, I've already been through Discover Track. I've already got all that. Then, then this may be where you want to get up and, and go. You, you're welcome to. But what we're also going to do here is in our youth room, 
right now in just in just a minute that we've, we've got bruce and cheryl and some others they're, they're gonna they're gonna be ready for prayer they got some worship music going and some of you think you know what i've already maybe gone through discover track or whatever reason and you want to slip through those doors right there and go get some prayer for anything in your life or in about 10 minutes you could slip out and go do that again because they're gonna they're gonna be in there for a little bit so after so i'm just gonna share um i'm gonna share uh, just a few things that are important for you to know and if you've already been through this you're welcome to to leave you're also welcome to stay and, and kind of get it live because you probably got it on a video uh, some of you have uh, with discover track you've uh, you've been in maybe that room and you've got it on a video right and you've just and so um because that's what we've we've filmed that so there's just a couple of things i want you to know about about this church and then we'll give you an opportunity um in four weeks if you want to make this church your home this will give you some stuff to think about first of all when you look on page 17 there's a there's a structure there's a there's a government kind of structure this is how we make decisions in this church um and uh, and and so we let's see page 17 what's the governmental structure this is how we are we're a pastor-led elder-governed church and and it's actually called a congregational model because this is where you come in if you if you say pastor jonathan i'm going to make it official and we're going to become a member in in four weeks after we've gone through all of this well then you get you get like a really important job there's four things that you get to have voice into number one if 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 i ever wasn't your pastor anymore you'd, you'd have to find another one and the elders would go through a process and they'd bring a name before you and, and you as the congregation would get to, to vote on that. And so that's a pretty cool deal to have voice into who's going to lead your church. The, the second thing is, um, not only that, is that you get to have voice in the elders who govern your church. The elders have terms from one year, two year, or three year terms. And myself and the board of elders, we recommend to, to you, hey, these couple people want to be elders and we've prayed about it and we feel like they're right but then you as a church body then you get to kind of vote on that and say yeah we agree or we don't agree and their terms when their terms are up they can re-up for another term and then you get to say we're going to re-up them or we're not going to re-up them that's a big deal that's a huge deal because our our board of elders and our pet this is this is the spiritual covering of this church the 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 third thing is that you get to vote on is major indebtedness if we were to ever like like want to go buy walmart or something if we wanted to go they're like hey i think we're growing we're going to buy walmart uh if we were going to buy a building or, or some other type of major indebtedness or kind of, i think it's over like ten thousand dollars or something you get to have voice you get to say ah no debt or or yeah we we agree with that and then lastly there's a um there's bylaws and our could i have our could i have our our head ushers would you if you would like to have a copy of our bylaws we have some back here and what that is, is that's our legal um, document. It's, it's kind of the skeleton framework. It gives me and our staff and our, and our elders and our church kind of like uh, boundaries. It's our, it's our framework. We, we get to have freedom within boundaries. And those are the legal boundaries that we have. Do you know the only way we can change those? Is you. It, it, that's that fourth area. If, you, if we were to ever say, hey, there's a bylaw that doesn't work anymore, we'd have to bring it to you. And we'd have to say, hey, is this okay if we change it? And the majority would vote. I, I like how it's put this way. We, we date our policy and we marry our bylaws. <laughs> In other words, our church policy kind of ebbs and flows over time. And our board of elders kind of help to vote on that. But it takes a little bit more work to get a, a bylaw change because that's where 
That's where you come in. So, hey, sec- secondly, on, um, on page 18, it just, you can raise your hand if you're wanting a church bylaw, if you want. It, it's, it's really important stuff. Um, and just raise your hand, and they'll, they'll give one to you. Our affiliation. We're part of what's called Open Bible Churches. And uh, Open Bible Churches, it's, it's, it's not as much, uh, it, it's kind of like a denomination, but a little bit less um, uh, strict. It, it's an affiliation of churches where um, they, they let each, kinda, each Open Bible Church kind of be autonomous. In other words, we get to have our own flavor, but it's within boundaries and guidelines again. And so there's some, there's some things that are unique that make us an open Bible church, but then there's freedom for us to, to kind of be spirit of life church. And you can read a little bit about that on, on page 18. Open Bible came out of revival. Um, it, it, it has its roots in charismatic Pentecostal. I mean, it's so, so we are, we're redigging the wells of revival, going back to the beginning there. You can read a little bit. Of, there's even more about that if you're interested. In fact, go to openbible.org. And, uh, and look up some stuff and read a little bit more about Open Bible. Our church finances, in fact, you, right at the end of page 17, um, you, you see that we've got a, not only do we have a board of elders, but we also have a finance committee. So the, some, the, the main way that we, like the lights stay on and salaries get paid and ministries happen and, and outreach and, and missions, and the main way that happens is you guys faithfully giving. The, the tithes and the offerings, all of that stuff. Like if that just all of a sudden one day stopped, we'd have to figure out another way to make things happen um, because that's our main way. And you see that on page 19. We talk about the tithe right here, which we believe is scriptural and, and, and a command of God for, for people to trust God with their first fruits and to say, God, um, man, it doesn't make sense to live off of 90, but I'm gonna trust you. This is what we find is that if you say, God, I trust you to live off of 90, the 90% goes way farther than 100% goes when you don't trust him with that 10%. It's a, it's a pretty powerful principle. And then there's offerings. And, and the offerings, um, where the tithe is an obedience to God, the offerings are this um, voluntary thing where you feel, maybe you feel tugged by the Holy Spirit or, or your heart says, man, I want to be a part of that. Like today they give you an opportunity to, to well, give to me. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that would be an offering. Or, or, or maybe it's uh, above and beyond. You want to do something towards a missionary or towards a project. And, and there's, there's offerings. You can read there. And, and, and there's, offerings are scriptural. All throughout the Bible, there were, there were free will offerings, and then there were, were tithes that were, that were commanded by God to give. And some of you, you'll see here, page 20, um, beyond all of that, you have like a supernatural gift of giving. There, there are people, there, there are certain individuals that, and maybe you, you know that about yourself, that you just love to give. And you can read about, like that's a, that's a, a special way that above and beyond normal ways of tithes and offerings, there's this gift of giving. You may want to explore that and see how God would want you to partner with that, not only in this church, but just in life and in, in your sphere of influence. And, and then when you go to page 21, this is about becoming a member. And like I told you, um, I, membership to me is super important. This is why. This is why. Because it tells me that I can count on you, and it tells you that you can count on me. Uh, membership is this thing where we're like, we're saying, hey, uh, we're going to make it official. We're going to be in this together. We're going to go on the same road. Now, can you be like a f- active and fully participate in this church and not be a member? Yeah. Yeah, you can. 
In fact, you can go through Discover Track, and you can find out who you are, and you can get part of a dream team, and there's, there's many things in this church you can do without being a member. I'm just asking. I'm asking as your pastor, would you, would you consider being a member? Because it tells me I'm with you and that you're with me, and we're going on this road together. There's, there's some, the Bible speaks to this, I believe, and you see that on page 21, and there's some, there's some scripture, and there's some blanks you can fill in with those answers in the back and all of that stuff. That tells you a little bit more about why it's important to be a member, but I want to take just the last maybe two minutes here, and there's a covenant that we're going to ask you in four weeks, at the end of that four weeks, we're going to ask you to make a covenant. This is where you get to say, man, I've heard it all. I, I've, I've heard the vision. I've heard the details. I've, I've, I've read the bylaws, right? You say, I've, read the, I've read all of the bylaws, right? You know, and you've done all of that, whatever. You've done all that stuff, and you're saying, you know what, Pastor Jonathan, I want to make this my church, and I, wanna, and I want you to be my pastor, and, and, and this is what you're going to agree to. There's, there's four main things. Number one, you're saying, by signing that covenant, you're saying, I, I'm going to protect the unity of my church. And, and you protect the unity of the church by acting in love towards each other. You see this in your book. By refusing to gossip and, and resolving conflicts using Matthew 18. Matthew 18, have you ever wanted to like resolve a conflict and you just didn't know how? Matthew 18. Matthew 18. It talks about going to the person first, and then when that doesn't work, you bring another person with you, and when that doesn't work, you, 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 bring, you, you take it before uh, a larger body of believers like the church, and, and if that doesn't work, then you get treated like a pagan or tax collector, right? That's kind of what it says. So I guess the IRS, they're a bunch of, no, just joking. Just joking. Can we cut that out of the recording? All right. So, so you're, you're saying, I'm going to protect the unity of my church in number one. Number two, this is what you're saying. This is what you're agreeing to. You'd say, you say, I will share the responsibility of my church. In other words, it's not just about, about the, the, the leaders up, up front. It's, a, it's also about you too. You're going to share, and you're going to do that by praying for the, the growth, and not just for growth for growth's sake, but because we believe any person that walks in these doors will experience his presence and have an opportunity to give their heart to the Lord. You're going to invite the unchurched, and, and uh, this made it in here. I think it's important. Warmly welcome those who visit, right? That, mean, that, that means you're going to, smiles on, and, and uh, I remember w one church I was a part of, like, they had, like, almost designated seating, you know, like, like they had cushions. They brought cushions in, and, and this is, like, where that person sat all, uh, uh, just, just be warm and, and welcoming. <laughs> Number three is this is what you're saying. This is, this is part of that covenant. This is what I'd be asking you. Would you, would you agree to this? If, if you could agree to this, it'd be a, a great idea, and it would help you become a member of this church. I'll serve the ministry of my church by discovering my gifts and talents. Oh, that's what you're doing right now. This is Discovery Track. By using my God-given gifts to make a difference in the lives of others, by being equipped to serve, and by developing a servant's heart. Part of that's like, I want you to find your design and discover your gifts so that you can be doing what you're passionate about. And at some level, sometimes we just have to find a need and fill it. There's both of those things. And so we develop a servant's heart. And then lastly is this. This is, this is in four weeks, you'll have an opportunity to say, okay, after all of this, this is what I, I'm going to sign up for this. You'll say this. I will support the testimony of my church. And you do it by, by three ways. By attending church and connect groups faithfully. And we're going to, uh, I didn't get it, I was supposed to edit this a little bit. This is what my ask, and, and you'll get a fresh, fresh copy of this in four weeks. Um, we want you to attend church 
and be in uh, spirit-empowered community and relationships regularly. That not just Sunday morning, that something outside of Sunday morning. And, and so I don't want to pigeonhole you into a connect group, but can I tell you, man, it's super important to me that you're in a connect group. That's the, that's the main way we do this. Um, but if you come to me and say, uh, Pastor Jonathan, this is kind of how I, how I do that, and, and this is how I'm in some spirit-empowered relationships within this church, man, uh, you're golden. You're good. You're good. And then this, look at this. By living a growing and godly life, that's a, that's a big deal, that you're, that you're growing and you're striving um, at some level in your heart to be godly and to live, live righteously. That's not legalism. That's just, that's my goal. My goal is, is that I'm living righteously, and when I mess up, I'm going before the Lord, um, and, and we're, we're working those things out together with good old-fashioned repentance, right? And then lastly, by giving regularly. And that, that's, a, that's an important one, too. You, you, may, you may say, um, man, I can agree with all of that. Man, that last one, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready yet to give. I'd love to just sit down and talk with you. Love to have just a just a conversation about that that part, but that's a that's part of it. That's part of it where you say, Pastor Jonathan, I'm willing. I'm willing to just to give regularly to this church to keep the lights on, to to help fund the mission. I believe in Encounter, Grow, Release, and I know it takes dollars to that that worldwide vision of revival. I know that this is going to take money, and I'm saying I'm going to obey God with my tithes, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna give resources even above and beyond that because I, I agree with the heart and the vision of this church hey if you've never been a part of discover track this can count as step one if you fill out that card and in a minute you turn that in uh, i think they got baskets in the back on your way out you could say just just mark it and we'll look at that and we'll say hey hey they did they did discover track step one and you'll be included in that thank you for being here let me just say this if you need prayer for anything in your body, in your marriage, in your finances, in anything, um, there is prayer. There's people waiting for you right now through those doors in the youth room to pray with you and to pray that there be breakthrough in your life. Could we stand together? I'm going to be here for a few more minutes, and uh, and some of our pastors and 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 elders. You may have more questions that I didn't that I didn't cover there. I'd love to be able to take some personal time with you and answer any of your questions. Hey, would you, th I, I just thank you for uh, letting me make this a little bit of a different Sunday. Um, I, I care so much about Encounter, Grow, Release, and for you to be on a journey with us as a church and with you and the Lord, discovering uh, purpose and finding freedom. Jesus, all over this room, I thank you for uh, every person in this room that even just chose to stay for what maybe even a little bit more of the boring part I thank you for that, God. I thank you that, that you uh, designed this Sunday for every person in here to kind of catch your heart and your vision. And Lord, we want to jump on board and be a part of that. Lord, would you, um, according to Psalm 91, would you command your angels concerning every person in this room? Lord, we thank you for protection. Lord, even in, in weather. Uh, Lord, I was even hearing this morning about somebody flipping over in their car. Lord, we just, we ask right now and contend, declare supernatural uh, breakthrough protection and provision over every person um, at the sound of my voice and it's because of jesus we pray amen amen hey god bless you love you guys
that's a big deal.